well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central. And Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Now all I'm asking know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to grow. If you love to live, you live to love, hot, you gotta move to the upper level. Cause when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. Jay, tonight's show is something we had talked about doing years ago, and then it kind of just fell by the wayside, and we finally remembered it. It's such a fun topic, I think. Absolutely, yeah. It's a glow-in-the-dark show on the Purple Stuff podcast, Matt. Every single goddamn thing we are going to talk about tonight glows in the dark. Unbelievable. It's like low-hanging fruit, but no, you would just not think of doing an entire show on glow-in-the-dark stuff. Low hanging, you think a show about glow in the dark things is low hanging fruit? <laughs> we'll be lucky if like one tenth of the usual audience listens to this one. <laughs> glow in the dark, especially with the pics that we have. <laughs> That's sort of what we really need to highlight here in the intro is that whatever everyone is assuming we're going to cover, we're not. No, <laughs> we're not. Turn it off right now. <laughs> There's no Swamp Thing figure. There's no Glow in the Dark Predator. There's yeah. no Glow in the Dark Congo figure. There's no Glow in the Dark G.I. Joe. Everything we picked is bizarre. Absolutely. And the other thing to mention, you did say Swamp Thing. And the first thing that came to my head is like, obviously, I'd love to talk about Swamp Thing, but I actually said the word Swamp Thing on a previous show. So I'm like, we can't talk about it. Is that why you dropped Swamp Thing? Poor Swamp Thing. <laughs> you know, you're allowed to bring up the same subject twice. If it it's just not... bothers me. I'm just like, so I guess I'm, what is that? Uh, you're Glow CD. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you know it's weird because i'm looking at literally every single one of our picks and i'm like what the fuck but at the same time it's kind of fun because nobody's gonna see this shit coming and i'm ready to go let's turn the lights off <laughs> oh god i'm gonna do it <laughs> so who's gonna start tonight i think it might be whose turn i can go sure all right Number one. Kids and parents, stay tuned to see how you can get glow-in-the-dark Amazing Elastic Plastic free. When you order Rainbow Amazing Elastic Plastic from this TV, you'll receive two tubes of glow-in-the-dark, two glow wands, and crazy jumping beans free. Look, ordinary balloons go pop, but Amazing Elastic Plastic balloons do not. Just roll, stick, and blow. Blow a giant balloon face to wave all over the place. Balloon donuts with holes or funny balloon clothes. Incredible balloons that float through the air even a big balloon bear smush it smash it don't worry it's plastic and now you can blow balloons that glow for a fun-filled light show i remember playing with elastic plastic when i was a kid now my children get the chance to use their imagination and together we have hours of balloon making fun <laughs> my first pick matt 
glow in the dark, amazing elastic plastic. Now, <laughs> now you alluded before about our bizarre picks for tonight, and this is a prime example. I totally remember this, and it's from the year 2000, so it's not like I was a little kid, but it felt like it could have been a commercial from, like, 1985. It absolutely does. In fact, I was shocked when I learned it was that relatively recent, and I also have to point out this was the last thing you settled on, and it was, like, this huge three-day drum roll before you came up with it, and you're like, I got it, man. It was, like, a drum roll that it was, like, a wet fart. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about amazing elastic plastic... (laughs) I'm like, we're doing what? (laughs) People don't even know what this is when you say it, but what it is, is basically looks like kind of like a balloon, like a clear plastic balloon that you blow up with these straws. What it is, is it's super elastic bubble plastic. (laughs) No, it is. That's what it is. It's the same exact toy. It's just like souped up. I didn't even know that this was a thing, but apparently it was a thing that had been popular since like the 60s. Did you never go with your mom to a pharmacy? Oh, my God. This was like the thing to get. You would get the red Pine Brothers cough drops and a package of super elastic bubble plastic. And ribbon candy, apparently, because I never had that. Well, you missed out, buddy. (laughs) So, yeah, this is such a weird commercial because they have the kids like demonstrating that you take this little straw and you blow up the plastic. It's like a rubbery plastic, I guess, but you could stick your hand through it and stuff. It's so weird. You're literally the only person who never had this toy, by the way. I mean, like, I, it, it's just phenomenal to me that you never played with super elastic bubble plastic. I know this is called something else, but it's the same fucking thing. What it was, essentially, it was like a plastic balloon that had the consistency of like a bubblegum bubble. Yeah, I might have had it, but it didn't leave an impression on me. So I got really into this commercial when you're starting to look at the crazy stuff that they do. Here's what really got me. When they started to name all the things you get if you order this, like, set. So you get this blow wand. Mm -hmm. By the way, blow wand is code for plastic straw. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then they have two tubes of, they just call it glow in the dark. That's what they call it. It's not like glow in the dark paste or gel. It defies explanation. Yeah. And it literally looks like glowing toothpaste. It's almost like a wad of gum that you stick on the end of the blow wand, blow it up, and you're set for the night. What fun awaits you? And then to, like, really send home this deal, you get crazy jumping beans, which, again, I never had these. I don't, I didn't know. Oh, my God, you didn't have crazy jumping beans? (laughs) No. So, in a prior culture, it was known as Mexican jumping beans, and usually... You're not going to believe this, but they usually were filled with insects. Like, there would be these little worms inside. That's so weird. And that's what would make them jump. Now, these might have been magnets or something. I don't know. But the point I'm going to get to is that all of the shit that they're offering you costs, like, 99 cents at any store. So I cannot believe they made a TV commercial for this. Yeah, it's just total crap. But I felt like by the end of this commercial, it really became a complete carnival. Just chaos, right? The amount of fun that you could have with this shit, apparently, is just out of control. The fact that you knew all about this, and I'm sitting there like, I'm tipped off by this lady at the end. She starts talking about how the parents will remember this, 
but now the kids are going to want it too. And I'm like, what is she talking about? I don't even know what this is. How, where the hell, were you never sick as a child? You know, it's funny. Before we started recording, I was telling you that I was asthmatic as a kid. You're like, you didn't believe me. I'm like, what do you mean? Every kid was asthmatic. Maybe you really have never gone to a pharmacy. Family Guy did a whole bit on this being like the quintessential fucking pharmacy toy. But having experienced a very similar toy, I can definitely confirm that the amount of fun being had in this commercial is a wild exaggeration. <laughs> it really is. Wild. It's, it's absolutely nuts. From the looks of this commercial, if you were having like a birthday party for your kid and their friends, this is all you would need. A couple of tubes of this shit. I can tell you right now, I'm almost 100% that this is not winning the show tonight. <laughs> Um, well, you know, on any other show, I might have agreed with you, but like we said in the intro, we're in for a rough row here tonight on the Purple Stuff Podcast. <laughs> Parents call 1-800-847-8700 to order amazing elastic plastic for only $19.95 and receive our two tubes of glow, two extra wands, and jumping beans free with your paid order. And ask about our special offer on our family fun pack. Number two. It's Leon Neon. Shine on. Leon Neon. Shine on. Leon Neon. Bend them, hook them together. All right. Twirl them, hang them from your ear. Two-wheeler. Twist them. That's hot. Leon Neon's here. Shine on. Leon Neon. Shine on. Leon Neon. Leon Neon kicks from Mattel. What will they think of next? Shine on, Leon Neon, shine on, Leon Neon. What a killer commercial that was. Freaking amazing. For my first pick, which is Leon Neon. A very strange line of kind of artsy toys released by Mattel in 1985. Using the term toy loosely. <laughs> right, and I'll get to that. I just didn't know what else to freaking call this thing. Yeah. Full disclosure, this was actually one of your picks originally, but I stole it because, dude, I feel like I was the only kid ever to be super into Leon Neon. I had it. I wasn't, like, into it. I got real bored real easily with it. Well, I mean, I can't argue with you. I mean, essentially, <laughs> you were getting a bunch of sticks that glowed in the dark. <laughs> You mentioned that calling them toys is a stretch. I agree. I don't know. I guess they're like fashion accessories that you make yourself. Yeah, they were like bendable glow sticks. Exactly. So each boxed Leon Neon kit, and this is Mattel, so there are like 10 of them, contained a bunch of these bendable rubbery sticks in green and this orangey pink color. Mm -hmm. And you could pose them and they would hold their shapes. And there were also fasteners. So if you wanted to make like Leon Neon sunglasses, you could actually do that and wear them. So picture stuff like bracelets, necklaces, earrings, whatever, all made from this pencil-thick, bendy stick stuff that glowed in the dark. This is like an actual mass-marketed toy. Right. <laughs> the ball's on Mattel, seriously. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember, this is 1985, I'm, what, six years old? And I'm in my little baby bedroom, turning off the lamp, and just gazing with wonder. Like, I cannot believe I have a toy that glows in the dark. It probably was the first time I ever saw that technology. Oh, bitchin' technology. All sounds really simple, but, I mean, this is Patel. Those sons of bitches, they knew how to brand. They branded it with an awesome song. 
such a great theme, such a great commercial. The commercial has all of these kids that are in the dark, but they're wearing Leon Neon accessories. So you basically just see these silhouettes wearing these glow-in-the-dark things dancing around. Yeah, they had like a troop of girls dancing and they had belts made of Leon Neon and like bracelets and all kinds of stuff. And that's what people were doing with them because they saw it in the commercial. (laughs) You look at this commercial now and it all feels so retro, but you think back, this is 1985. This was on the cutting edge. And you mentioned the sunglasses thing. I remember the first thing that you wanted to do when you got that was try to do the sunglasses. Of course. Well, first you wanted to do the hand puppets that they do in the commercial, but that's impossible. If you ever I get never a, did they have puppets. Well, you couldn't. I've tried. It's it's what they're implying you can do at Leon Neon. Nope, can't make hand puppets. But you can make glasses, and I did, and I wore them, and I thought I was so cool. <laughs> I remember I wanted to make this giant rectangle. For some reason, it was crooked. It was not even on all sides. And I just felt like a failure. You couldn't make a rectangle out of four straight sticks? But no, we had like a bunch of them. Oh, you wanted... All right, you you need to be more specific. You wanted to make a giant rectangle. Giant rectangle, yeah. But secretly, I was disgusted with myself. (laughs) I could understand the disgusted part because I feel like Leon Neon is one of those toys that it's great if you asked for it and it's goddamn awful if you didn't. And I'm guessing you didn't. Some ants just came over one day. Hey, Jay, happy late birthday. Here's your box of glowing sticks. (laughs) By the way, I do still have Leon Neon toys. They're so unpopular that I never thought to even put them on social media. So now I have an excuse. (laughs) Yes. They only come out at night. Shine on, Leon Neon. Shine on in the dark. Leon Neon, one free in Corn Pops. Leon Neon. Number three. They're here. Zero gravity cliffhangers. Cause you race them upside down. Globity through the giant loop as you reach for new speeds and use your skill to master the death-defying spiral and blast up the wall to zero gravity. Then, turn on the lights and you're in night glow. Now, make your final move to take the lead and win. Zero gravity cliffhangers. Now with night glow. New from Tyco. Next up for me, Matt, Tyco zero gravity cliffhangers, which were glow-in-the-dark slot cars. These are the special Night Glow edition. Tycho was making these from the 70s through the 80s, and I'm sure well beyond that, but we're focusing on 1988. These were really, really cool for the time, not only with a great commercial that really sold it, I feel, but also for me, like slot cars were almost like a fantasy thing. Some people had these big, intricate sets. I had the classic like eight track one, the one that's like basically just a figure eight. Yeah, exactly. That's Mine didn't go up the walls or anything like that. Yeah, like these right. do. Yeah, a lot of us just had like a one basic set. Like some people had these really crazy sets. And in the Adams family, like Gomez had it. And in the 60s Batman show, Bruce and Dick Grayson had a big setup. So I used to think that would be so cool. Like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Why was there a slot car toy on Batman? Well, no, just in Wayne Manor, they had a big setup of slot cars because it was very popular. Interesting. Yeah. But it makes me think of this, where if you were to turn the light switch off and everything glowed in the dark, that's what this is, right? And what made it even more of a sweet deal was that the tracks, they went upside down. So the cars were racing upside down and also up the walls 
and doing like loops, like a roller coaster. It was just really exciting. So then to pair that with the feature, you turn out the lights, this thing becomes this badass set. Right. And Tycho did a number of these night glow sets or other glow in the dark sets. And having seen a few in person, because I did have friends who had these sets, the glow thing, that was really to make the commercials pop. Because in practice, things only glow in the dark for like 10 seconds. So you would hit the lights and it like, oh, wow. Oh, it's like fruit stripe gum. It's funny that you mentioned that because I did some research and TycoCollectors.com says that, and quote, in any case, the TV advertisement shows an extraordinary effect. Not entirely impossible in real life, though I do suspect they used a few camera tricks or black lights to really amp up the effect, which is possible, but it looked fucking awesome. It looks so <laughs> awesome. And yeah. I mean, they're absolutely using black lights. You know what a glow-in-the-dark toy does. Like, it glows for a second. Although, if I was defending the glow-in-the-dark stuff as a lawyer, Mr. Gambini, I would say there's been times in your life where you tested out a glow feature on something. And you're like, holy shit, that is bright as hell. Yeah, of course. And it was for two seconds. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned these other sets, right? Tyco Night Glow. This applied to various sets, including the super cliffhangers, the regular cliffhangers, the daredevil cliffhangers, the super duper double looper, and a bunch of other Tyco sets. Oh my God, the super duper, super duper, what, what's that again? Well, that, that's the, the super, super duper, duper double looper. looper. Oh my yeah. God. And I mean, I, I have to tell you, Matt, you know me, I never took calculus or anything, but all this makes complete sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> the super duper double looper. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And I feel like if I ever had a ton of money, like stupid money to just purposely throw around, I would get a giant room and set up a very intricate Tyco night glow. You know, what's interesting is that I absolutely could see you doing that, and it's actually cluing me in now. I think at some point in your life, when you get a little older, you're going to become one of those guys who gets really into model trains. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> no. You're going to have the hat and everything. That's never going to happen. Choo-choo. But, all right, did you ever really use the set that you had, the figure eight set? I did. So the situation is that I love these things, but the racing aspect, like with friends, it flopped very quickly because you would ultimately discover that one track always won. So it was no fun to race. You had to like basically play this by yourself. Yeah, it was either one track would always win or something would go haywire with it. My car used to hurl itself off the track erratically. There was always something going wrong with it. And even in this commercial, it says, master your skills. You're not mastering anything. You're just killing that button. That's even saying too much. You're literally just holding a button. There's <laughs> like, nothing you can do kill. to make the car do anything different. Yeah. The only way you can make the car do anything different is by taking your finger off and just letting it stop. You're not involved in this race at all. Yeah. <laughs> I always think back. I'm like, you know, at the time I had pole position and outrun, but yet these things seem so cool because you feel like it's in real life, not on TV. Seriously, I was um, probably like 10, 11. There was a yard sale up the block and they were selling this entire, I think it was an Aurora slot car track mm -hmm. for three bucks. And for a week or so, I was in hog heaven. Yeah. 
I looked up on Amazon now. They still sell slot car racetracks, but there certainly aren't things like we grew up with. It was amazing back then. Oh my God. Yeah, it was insane. But this thing was really cool. And the music and the commercial is real tense. It gets you excited about it. But then they turn that switch and you're like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. God can I have this? I, it got better. I can't believe it got better. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're going to sweeten that deal even more. Oh, it glows in the dark. And then you fall off your chair. Yes, the Vince McMahon <laughs> gift. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're about to see something incredible from Tyco. Silver Streak Curve Huggers now defy gravity as they hang on through Tyco's new double loops. But that's not all. Turn out the lights. See the headlights go on. Watch the whole set glow in the dark for real night racing and light up your youngster's face. Night glow, double loop racing. From Tyco, of course. Number four. Now at Burger King, glow in the dark kids club trolls. There's Kid Vid Troll, Snaps Troll, IQ Troll, and Josh Troll. You can collect all four, one with every kid's meal, only at Burger King, where kids club trolls are in the spotlight. Your way, right away at Burger King now. All right, Jay, let's use our time machine to go back to Burger King in 1993 when they gave out a very bizarre set of glow in the dark Burger King kids club trolls. I am in. I'm with you. You're only a little bit with me. Let's be real. No, I'm increasingly with you. Increasingly? Because I, yep. well, I, I would assume we only had up to go because when I told you I was picking this, like, huh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I see what you've done here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be what? Like a two minute, three minute segment? <laughs> <laughs> so the burger king kids club you remember those characters i'm sure you had Kidvid, who was the cool blonde guy who wore a hat and giants oh my god you're fucking Kidvid. <laughs> you are Kidvid. <laughs> i love Kidvid. yeah of course well he's the only one that anybody loved but yeah <laughs> there were other ones this set also included snaps who was the girl iq who was like the nerdy kid and jaws who was the tall kid there were others, but these were the four that Burger King selected to very oddly immortalize with a series of figurines that transformed human children into off-brand Norfin trolls. I am bowled over by this because, to be honest, I don't even really remember this. This is awesome. This is like a precursor to mashups. You know how TMNT was with the Universal Monsters and Stranger Things and Cobra Kai. This is like a mashup that happened in 1993. You know, that's actually a very good point because it was a mashup. They didn't do this arbitrarily. The trolls craze was huge back then. I'm sure you remember like going to the Jersey Shore. Every crane was full of trolls. Yeah, and they gave the Burger King Kids Club the rub. The troll craze. I don't know about you. I had like 70 of those things. Did you have any or were you like a uh, contrarian even back then? No, I never really had them just because I felt like I didn't know what I would do with it, you know, and I'm always big on like, well, if I'm going to collect this, I got to go all in. And I knew I didn't want to go all in. So I didn't even like dip my toes in the water. Wow. So you, you <laughs> it's almost like you came prepared for that question. I did. He's going to ask me if I ever had trolls. He's going to ask me if I ever had trolls. I got, oh my God. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? I don't know. I can't just say no. I got to come up with a reason. But let's be honest. 
You're a little bit impressed at how quickly I formed an answer to that. <laughs> well, oh, you mean that was just some winged bullshit? Yeah, that's just my normal BS. Oh, man. I hope we get you in court for some sort of heavy crime someday. <laughs> I couldn't have been there because I was somewhere else. The kicker here is that these actually were very cool toys. Absolutely. And that kid vid figure is just phenomenal. I do have issues with some of them only because they didn't really take the time to sort of match up the hair color and the gear too well. Like Kid Vid should have had the blonde hair. It's all about the contrast. So you got to have like a interfering color with your troll hair, see? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That was my version of your answer to did you have trolls? <laughs> um I think you mentioned earlier that you hadn't heard of these. I don't think many people have because this set just screams to me, put this online, you'll get a thousand likes. The BK Kids Club, we were totally the right age, but I think I could speak for both of us. Our nostalgia for it is a little limited. But going back, I kind of wish I was more into it at the time because it is cool and I like how they marketed a lot of it. It's just that they weren't given the time to be fleshed out enough. I was fine with it. Burger King Kids Club was essentially their version of the Happy Meal. I got it. But I look up online and people are like, oh, yeah, I was a card-carrying member of the BK Kids Club. I'm like, wait a minute. They had cards? I fucking <laughs> loved membership cards. Where the fuck was mine? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it was a regional thing. Here in the Northeast, we got screwed on the Kids Club. I got to be honest with you. People who were like at least three years younger than us, they were more into it. That's just it. Yeah, I can see that. It was a little like kitty when you look at those commercials. It's not too much younger than us, but just enough that, you know, that's the cutoff. It's funny because that's how we thought about things when we were like 11. And now that we're 100, we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going backwards. <laughs> I'll put the proof in the pudding right now because I ordered a set of these fucking trolls and they got here today. Was, you son of a bee. I was going to say... I saw them on eBay and they sold. It had to be you. <laughs> it had, was it the $10 set? It yes. was me. Because I am telling you right now, when I put that picture on Instagram, it's going to be Valhalla. I am going to get so much traction. Witness me. <laughs> Places to go, people to see. But why not pop over to Burger King and find out how to join the kids club? Details are specified in the Kids Club newsletter. You can find out how to get a membership card, stickers, autograph pictures, and have lots of fun nonstop with or without the pop. So if you can find the time, why not pop into Burger King? And find out how to join the Kids Club. Number five. There's something strange in the neighborhood. So who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. Have no fear. Lightning, Steph, and Spangler are here. So are these ghosts. They've got exoplasm. We've been gooped. Now what? Stay puffed, Marshmallow Man. Let's show this pile of dessert who's boss. Activating Chronoblaster. We ain't afraid of them. Ghosts. Peter Venkman, Ectoplasm, Stay puffed, Marshmallow Man, and other figures each sold separately. Ghostbusters, new from Kenner. One of our favorites here, Matt, Kenner Real Ghostbusters. This is from 1991, the last wave, the Ecto-Glow figures. I've given it some thought, and outside of the original Ghostbusters figures, and perhaps even including them, these Ecto-Glow heroes are my absolute favorite set. 
they are friggin' awesome. So yeah, the final wave of the real Ghostbusters line, the end of it, very limited release in the US. And this is 1991, so it's way past the prime of the whole real Ghostbusters genre. That explains why I didn't have these as a kid. I didn't realize they came out that late. Jeez. I sort of remember seeing them like in catalogs, but I don't really remember seeing them in stores. And it's very possible that they weren't in stores by us. A lot of people say they were only available from catalogs. Well, it would make sense that they were limited because if you check these prices on eBay. Thousands. Thousands might be a stretch, but certainly close to a thousand. Oh, yeah. In loose condition, they're like 300 bucks each. And you have to get the full, like, complete figure because there's no point otherwise. These are glowing figures that have a normal head, but then they come with a mask that you put on. It essentially makes them fully glow from head to toe. And they're wearing these jumpsuits that are so, like, early 90s. They have the names of each guy, and it'll say, like, Winston on the leg or Peter on the shirt. Right, so the outfits are on that milky yellow glow-in-the-dark color, but they have these pastel stripes, and their names, like you're saying, they look like fucking bicycle people. Yes! <laughs> I think that's the uh, official term. Bicycle people or, like, a ski outfit from the late 80s, early 90s. Very much a ski outfit. In fact, I think Carvel used that outfit in their Winterfest shake posters. <laughs> So this is one of the ones that obviously we're going to bring up on a glow-in-the-dark show. This is one of the greatest lines, not only because it's a cool concept, the glow element was very strong. The glow game was strong. Very strong glow game. Yeah, and there is the repurposed ghosts that they had from previous waves that they just turned glow-in-the-dark. Got the proton pack, the mask. What a cool set. And the artwork. Oh my God, the artwork. It's a white card back with the artwork on the top. It's just, oh, it was breathtaking. This was really striking stuff. You mentioned all those accessories. Every single thing, the proton pack, the proton beam, the ghosts, the figure, everything except their human heads was glowing in the dark. Yeah. You could look online and see, you know, some people will post photos of the figures now that they have and how they glow. And it's still really strong. It's amazing how strong it is. We can't gloss over, though, that you mentioned that they came with these sort of masks. What a weird feature. Like, these days, it's very common for your action figures to come with an additional head. Yes. That's essentially what they were doing, but they were just giving them these sort of, like, Alicia from Batman masks. That's exactly it. Like, these death masks. Yeah, it was so weird. I thought of the same thing. I'm like, now, they would just put a different head. You pop the head on. When you're looking at it straight on, it actually looks really good. I had to actually research today to remind myself that these were masks and they weren't additional heads. But when you see them from the back, it's ridiculous. They look like they're wearing Halloween costumes. They really do, yeah. And I had the same thought, too, because I didn't have these figures, so I didn't know. And then I realized, oh, it's just a mask. You oh, know? man. Yeah. <laughs> so you took it off your cart and eBay, <laughs> saved yourself 600 bucks. <laughs> And then you saw that your $10 Burger King trolls were already sold. <laughs> oh, man. So this set actually had a glow copter, which was like a one-man helicopter that glowed in the dark and that was never released. I saw that. I guess they made at least one because pictures do exist and it must have hit some catalog. I'm assuming it was one of those little Kenner booklets that came with the larger toys, which were awesome. Action toy guide. Oh, oh I love the action toy guide. Yeah, action toy guide is life. Oh, my God. I used to buy toys I didn't want just to get those guides. 
I remember collecting them, even though you would have like six copies of the same one, you still kept them in like a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Page seven, Savage Mondo Blitzers. <laughs> yeah. So the Ecto Glow figures, I could not pass up. And I really do commend them for making this set almost 95% glowing. Everything glows. And the other thing I have to point out, the reason that this is at least my second and perhaps even my first favorite Ghostbusters set is because all of the ones that came after the original set, I didn't like how they fucked up their faces all the time. I don't want my Ghostbusters with bulging eyes yeah. and, and drooping mouths and all this other shit. Just make them glow in the dark and we're good. Yeah, just make the regular figures glow in the dark and have a Lewis Tully who comes with a meanie weenie and we're all good. My third pick is Superman's Kryptonite Rocks. Those being the famous slash infamous Malloway novelties that were sold in comic books. I think it started in 1978 and for several years thereafter. Yeah, this is a great pick. And I was not expecting you to pick it. You weren't. And I bet you thought that I just kind of saw this online and like, eh, I'm into it a little bit. No, I was really, really into this for a very, very long time. I am obsessed with Superman's Kryptonite Rocks. Like you, as a kid, I would occasionally get old comic books out of a long box, and you'd look at the old ads, you'd be like, oh my god, Superman's Kryptonite Rocks, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, thanks to the internet and eBay, you could get them now. You still have one you had from when you were younger, or you picked them up later? I mean, it came out before I was born, so that would be quite a feat on my part to have obtained one. No, I got <laughs> it on eBay, but it was still like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. The important thing to remember is that the pet rock fad started just a few years before these came out. And those rocks, they were absolutely meant to capitalize on that. It was the same scheme, 100%. Mm. No, don't give me the, um, like, you only half agree. Have you no, ever seen the pet rock? I fully agree. But what I was going to say is that this was really in the wake of the Superman movie. It's like, let's make a ton of money on some stupid BS that we could It's all profit. I'm picturing both of us, you know, uh, doing kind of an assembly for all the listeners. And you're saying that the Superman Kryptonite Rocks is based on one of the most popular movies ever that came out maybe two weeks prior. And I'm trying to say it was based on a pet rock. I think you might win this one, dude. But put a little check on your dashboard. We're making a ton of money off rocks. Well, that's the thing. So what you're basically really paying for are these beautiful black boxes with all Superman graphics all over them that they came in. The actual rocks were just actual rocks. <laughs> yes. Someone went to their backyard, got a rock, and painted it with this glow-in-the-dark green paint. There is nothing special about the rocks other than the fact that they're painted. Precisely what it is. And they gave it a backstory. Which is awesome. That's just great. So what they're saying is that 
Superman, he gets hurt by kryptonite. So why would a fan of Superman want to buy it? The idea is that you have to to protect it from falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is such a cool angle. The ad gets me. So the first reason is that Superman has dad bod. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> Let that. Let me look that up. <laughs> it's like, this is Superman? What happened? I have to look this up now. because I going vaguely... to donuts too often. Kryptonite rocks. <laughs> I do vaguely recall that he did look a little puffy. Yeah. Oh, wow. What the hell happened to him? <laughs> He's doing that. Cl I mean, I know this move where you kind of like try to puff up your chest by making yeah. your, your stomach flatter. Exactly. And then if you gaze down toward the right, the whole backstory is right justified toward the bottom right. So like all the text is pushed toward the right side of the page. And that just made me completely nauseated. But then I'm also thinking, this is a weird angle to say, do you want to be friends with Superman? You could have a piece of this rock and be Superman's friend in exchange for not killing him with the kryptonite? Exactly. <laughs> exactly what's so, happening here what? and it's so funny because like this whole right justified series of paragraphs and by the way you being that offended by right justified <laughs> paragraphs is another classic example of glow cd, <laughs> it, CD. they're basically just trying to come up with some reason why a fan of superman would want the one thing that could hurt them <laughs> I am a Batman wannabe. I always have been. And I would say to myself, you know what? I need one of those because Batman has a piece of kryptonite in the Batcave. So I have to get these rocks and stick them in the basement where no one could find them so I could be one step closer to being Batman. I think you're probably the only person in history who would have wanted kryptonite specifically so he could come a little closer to having his own Batcave. <laughs> Makes sense, though. In a strange way, it does. By the way, this stuff, um, let me see what the price was. It was $3.50 with shipping back then, and I adjusted that for inflation. Today, that would be almost $17. Yes. I did the same thing, too. I was going to pull it out with my little um, inflation calculator. Oh, I see we were both struggling to come up with something to say about Superman's <laughs> Kryptonite Rocks. No, I have another thing to say. All well, right. go for it, because I sure don't. Well, okay, so it lists the address as 150 East 58th Street, New York City. And you're thinking, okay, maybe in a high-rise building, 30th floor, dinky office, crammed with all this weird shit that they're sending out. How many kryptonite rocks did they have in the corner? And how many were they sending out per day? That's what I want to know. What I want to know is if this place that you're imagining, this the, the seedy high-rise office, this yeah. dank, dusty place, was that all they did? Was Superman's kryptonite rocks the one thing they sold? Think about that office filled with glow-in-the-dark rocks. Let's close up shop, buy some calzones, turn off the lights, everything glows. The whole office glows. Oh, that would be just incredible. What a place to work. You think that Costco's got good benefits? Jeez. <laughs> We girls have a romantic side, right, Barbie? Dream glow, Barbie. Pretty pink and lace to shade a lovely face. But when the sun is out of sight, we use 
special fabric for TV. separately new from Mattel. my final glow in the dark pick of the evening is dream glow barbie and this is around 1985 1986 this is your basic barbie but she's got this big flowing dress that glows in the dark with all these stars on them this is so cool i will admit i was not a barbie kid obviously we've discussed that whole gender thing back then but whenever the Dream Glow Barbie commercial came on, I would sit up and watch. Yes. We were in like peak times for glow in the dark crap. Like everything glowed in the dark. So if we saw that, we're like, we're sold already. It's true. Well, you have to remember battery operated things were still a rarity back then. Not so much a rarity, but they were high end. So if you wanted to get a little technology in the toy, you just made it glow in the dark. That's exactly it, Matt. And she's reported to have a secret glow in her ruffles and lace. They did a whole line of stuff that had glow-in-the-dark features. That's what threw me, because I guess I just forgot, this wasn't just Dream Glow Barbie. This was a whole Dream Glow Barbie line of shit. Yes, there was a canopy bed that glowed in the dark. Uh, there was a vanity, all this stuff. It was really cool. And even Ken had some glow-in-the-dark features. Ken's glow-in-the-dark suit fucking sucked. So first of all, Barbie's dress is this like big flowing Victorian thing. It's got like a billion glow-in-the-dark stars. Then you look at Ken and it's like basically his crotch glows. Yeah, he has his vest glows and that's about it. Yeah. And that was always pretty deflating. So I used to go to my neighbors and she had like everything that ever came out. Wait a minute. You went to, usually it's your sister who figures into these Barbie stories. Yeah, my sister had already aged out of all this stuff. So my neighbor had all this stuff. She would have Rainbow Bright and Strawberry Shortcake. You obviously had a crush on this friend, and that's why all of this fucking bullshit always gets brought up. That's not true. I had a crush on the toys. I was so into the toys. In fact, I would just play with them, and she would be fully ignored. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hysterical this was like the most 80s looking barbie too which i loved and the commercial is fantastic because you got the kids playing with the dolls and like in the background you could see like there's the ocean and it's like the moonlight and they really put a lot of ingenuity into these commercials to sell it no this was the one when I saw this girl's dress light up with those glow-in-the-dark stars, the same kind of stars that you would get in school for, like, perfect attendance, <laughs> you would just be like, oh, man, I wish I could ask for that for my birthday. Right. It's not like girls weren't allowed to like glow-in-the-dark stuff, but at the time, this was like what I would say was reaching across the table. Hey, dudes, you know you want this shit. And we did. By the way, you mentioned that this dress was very 80s. You're right. It's like absolutely a dynasty dress it's so a dynasty dress yeah so i didn't just bring this up for the hell of it i brought it up also because it really brought to mind a scenario so i'm going to describe a situation where you could tell me if you think this is really cool or not okay just uh before you get started i did take some ibuprofen earlier for a headache do i need a couple more before <laughs> i hear this <laughs> maybe take half okay <laughs> All right, let's say it's an alternate universe where no one knows that this Barbie that had a glow-in-the-dark dress actually existed. But I'm in this world. 
I'm in this alternate universe. So Barbie, who actually is Margot Robbie, she asks me if I want to go for a night on the town with her. And she said, I have an amazing expensive suit for you to wear, this gray tuxedo. You're going to love it. So I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's do it. You know, so she's spinning by in the pink Barbie Corvette. I got my tuxedo on and then we go out, get some dinner, cruise back to the dream house, put on a little boys to men, right? Mm -hmm. And then hit the lights off. And then bam, her dress is glowing with stars all over it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so awesome. I don't even want to take her dress off, right? So so then, then her vanity is glowing and the canopy bed is glowing. And I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. You would be absolutely crazy about it. Yes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you have to put yourself into that world where you don't know that that's going to happen. So, my take on this situation that you just laid out is that everybody masturbates, but the general rule is that you don't talk about what you masturbate to. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. You broke the rule. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the canopy bed, which you are saying exists in this uh, fictional but real-life Barbie universe where you're going on this dream glow date, is the most ridiculously romantic bed. It is. It's like a bed from one of those swingers hotels in the Poconos. (laughs) So I'm picturing you. With the champagne glass. Exactly. So I'm picturing you and Margot Robbie in the dream glow outfits. You're wearing the, you know, Ken vest or whatever. And you've got that glowing bed over there. This is the night of my life. Oh, it just occurred to me that your 2023 Halloween costume is absolutely going to be Dream Glow Ken. <laughs> Man, no spoilers. <laughs> Here's a new Barbie Dream Glow bed. You put it together. Dream Glow Barbie and fashion each sold separately. We girls dream of our Dream Glow bed. Right, Barbie? Dream Glow bed. Ruffles and lace. Special fabric for TV. We girls can do anything, right, Barbie? Number eight. Now inside each Wendy's Kiss one of Play-Doh's single finger puppets. You can make them yourself and watch them roll in the dark. Play-Doh Halloween singles. You can collect all six at Wendy's. Okay, I am going very obscure for this last pick. In October of 1989, the Wendy's Kids Meal included a pack of Play-Doh Halloween Fingles. 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 They're fingles. So, Fingles, these were an existing Play-Doh thing. They came in a bunch of varieties, like for Sesame Street and stuff. They were these little snap-together molds of various character heads. And the idea was that you would wrap the molds around your Fingle Fingle. (laughs) I'm sorry, it was going to be a long night with finger and fingle. When you wrapped it around your finger with a little Play-Doh inside and ripped the mold off, you would have a Play-Doh finger puppet. These were so cool. Very, very cool. And these Halloween versions, though, they were exclusive to the Wendy's Kids Meal. And each came in a box set with a tiny tub of glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh. I love that. Yeah, me too. And there were six different. You had a cat... A pumpkin, a ghost, a bat, a witch, and a, quote, monster who basically looked like a, kind of like a mummy Frankenstein. Yeah, with like googly eyes. (laughs) Obviously, he was the one to get. 
So these little tubs of glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh, they actually came in various colors, so it wasn't just the usual green. And glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh, that was around, it was in other sets, I think it actually was in the like, real Ghostbusters the real Play-Dohs. Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. And I always got such a big kick out of that stuff. Even wow. in 2023, it's like, I can't quite figure out how they do that and still make it non-toxic, but the idea that you could eat glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh, man, that's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Man, another one that is really under the radar. I would have never even thought about this. The Halloween vibe was high. It was extremely high, and I actually do have a uh, box of it here. That is not shocking to me whatsoever. First of all, the box, while it does say Wendy's on it, it is like basically a Play-Doh toy box. And the idea that this entire thing came free with a fucking fast food kids meal, yeah. like this looks like something I would go to Toys R Us and buy. Yeah, it's freaking phenomenal. And I have the little tub of glow and dark Play-Doh, which, as you can hear, is totally dried out. Yeah. But, man, God, this stuff was awesome back then. Wow, it's really just a fucking rock of salt now. But You know what I would do? I would kind of scrape out the old shit, buy some new shit, and put it in there. Well, that's certainly more of an investment of time than I'm willing to put into <laughs> Wendy's Fingles, but it's a good idea nonetheless. <laughs> so this also reminds me of recently I brought up, it might have been on a bonus show, the Count Creepy Head from Play-Doh. Oh, God, I love him. It's a similar concept as these Fingles. Absolutely. Like, these are Count Creepy Head's little minions. Yeah, it's a little bit tamer than, like, squeezing somebody's brains out of their skull. <laughs> just slightly. Yeah, just slightly. <laughs> but I had to bring these up because every Halloween season, there's so much nostalgia online surrounding McDonald's Happy Meal toys and even, to a lesser extent, Burger King's Halloween stuff. You wouldn't be spreading that even further, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I admit I might have a small part in that. But you never hear Wendy's brought up in the Halloween conversation. And never. They, never. And they've done a couple of good things, and this is probably the best one. I got to say, yeah, they hit harder now than they did back in 89. Absolutely. And because nobody besides me has ever heard of them before tonight, <laughs> they're still really cheap when you go find them on eBay. Yeah, it's a great pick. I love that. Thanks. All right, so out of the whole set, pick two. Who's your two favorites? I have to go with the monster, who is, again, this googly-eyed Frankenstein mummy, and the ghost, who looks like he's kind of like got a runny nose. Yeah, and he looks like he's got like hands coming out of his head or something. It's weird. He's a fucking mess. <laughs> he's a mess, yeah. So I was thinking... Obviously, I like the green ones, but I'm going to go with a blue and orange motif. So I'm going the bat and the pumpkin. Yeah, I'm looking. Those are. Mm, can I change my answer? <laughs> yum, yum, yum. A kid's meal sure is fun. Wendy's kids' meals are on their way to Wendy's just for you. And inside, there's a great tasting hamburger, crispy fries, and a frostier drink. And just guess what else? So, Jay, that was our glow-in-the-dark show. Yes, it was a very luminescent show. And wait, how many years have we been doing the Purple Stuff podcast, Matt? I don't know, 12? All right, so in 12 years... It hasn't been 12 years, Jay. <laughs> the fact that you would even believe that... I know, it's been like eight, I think. Maybe like seven, eight, something like that. Seven, eight years, something like that. So I've never said the word luminescent, and I've been waiting... 
So this is very fulfilling for me. I've been waiting to say that word on the show forever. And you deliver it with pomp and circumstance, let me tell you. <laughs> say it again. Luminescent. Oh, boy. I'm not even going to try because I can't compete. <laughs> so let me go through yours and we'll do our thing. Okay. You brought up the Tyco Zero Gravity Cliffhangers Night Glow set. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. And speaking of amazing, you also brought up amazing elastic plastic. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I was fine with it. You're the one who never played with the most popular toy in history outside of the Slinky. Um, Dream Glow Barbie, which also included a fantasy about Margot Robbie. I had to slip it in. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And the Ecto Glow Heroes real Ghostbusters figures. And here is the shock of the night. I'm going to not pick the Ghostbusters, and I'm going with Dream Glow Barbie. Wow, that's shocking. Dream Glow. Da, 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 yeah, with shocked. Barbie. Well, look, it's just, first of all, it is so of that time. It really just pushes me right back to the mid-80s. It is such a cool concept, and that girl knew how to name an outfit. Peaches and Cream, Dream Glow. Like, her dresses had such cool names, man. They really went hard with the glow in the dark stuff because if you do a deep dive, there's like extra dresses that you could buy and all kinds of different things. We're no longer spring chickens, but glow in the dark shit is still extremely fascinating. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't see the need to point out that we're old to make that observation. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you're looking at everything and the world is new, you're like, oh my God, but it still feels the same. Kids are still into the GITD. Yeah, I love the GITD. All right, let me go through your picks, Matt. You had quite a set tonight. Leon Neon by Mattel, the bendable glowy sticks that you could make glasses and different things. But apparently not a rectangle. Yeah, not good at a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Burger King Kids Club Trolls from 1993, which were the mashup. And the Wendy's Fingles by Play-Doh, 1989. And the Kryptonite Rocks, which can be used if Supes ever turns Freakazoid on us. Now that I'm thinking, I'm like, holy shit, if Superman does come to my apartment, I need these rocks. <laughs> if he's a big dick, you have a failsafe. Yes. If yes. he won't leave, you know how to get him out. It wasn't just a cash grab. It was like, protect yourselves from Superman. Exactly. <laughs> Now I'm like, oh shit, I need these things. I'm convincing myself. 50 bucks. All right. Wow, this is tough. So, all right, I'm dropping Leon Neon because I have bad memories, disturbing memories. Well, I'm surprised that the glow-in-the-dark bendy six weren't your pick. <laughs> but the song is awesome, so it, it's tough to drop it. Oh, man. I love the Fingles a lot, but I think it's going to be between the Trolls and the Kryptonite Rocks. <sighs> You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with the Fingles. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm going Fingles. Even the Tyco Zero Gravity Cliffhangers can't do a turn that sharp. <laughs> it was a little swerve. No, I. Wow. That was the move. That's the move. Because you know why? If I had these right now, I'd be playing the shit out of them right now and creating molds of monsters. Oh, my God. Speaking of monsters, our fucking Purple Stuff Champion site are Dream Glow Barbie and Wendy's Halloween Fingles. What kind of show did we just record? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my Lord. <laughs>
Well, no one was expecting it, that's for sure. Now, that is 100% true. But I honestly think this was fun and it was a worthy subject because it gave us a chance to talk about eight things that we never would have brought up otherwise. I absolutely agree with you, Matt. Yeah, it was just kind of out of left field from Planet Glow. Good times. Yeah, great. So awesome. We want to remind you guys, we are on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash purple stuff. Yes, and we got our bonus shows every month. We always have some wacky thing that we do. I have a great time on the bonus shows. I don't know about you, Matt. Me too. It's a little looser. It's a little uh, more flexible. And uh, we got to talk about stuff that was sold on eBay having to do with Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a hell of a time. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. Man, what a night. Highly radioactive. And what's that word used? luminescent luminescent thanks for listening this has been the purple stuff podcast i am jay from sludge central i am matt from dinosaur dracula we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.